My name is Alan Carter. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with me. You ever do this? You're you know, you know buying something online. You're clicking through the portal, click, 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 and then you get to the end of it, and it's like, oh, there's a mandatory charge, some sort of extra thing, some sort of fee that you haven't seen coming. And you think to yourself, no, this doesn't seem right, but I'm already all the way through all of these steps. I guess I'm just going to have to... I'm just going to have to pay for it. Well, th this is called something called drip pricing. I found out about this. My producer, Heather, flagged this uh, great story in the Toronto Star for me. He said he should read this. This is really interesting. And, and lo and behold, it's by my uh, favorite business journalist, I think, not just in the country but the world, Christine Dobby. Uh, that's because she's my wife. So uh, she actually recently asked me, she asked me, hey, can you think of any examples like this? And I was like, ah. Ticketmaster? And then I remembered, well, wait a second. No, last time I went on Ticketmaster, StubHub, stuff like that, that wasn't like that. Well, it turns out that's because there's been some changes in the competition bureau has gone after that kind of thing. And now there is proposal for more changes and, and more um, sort of intervention by the competition bureau in this sort of thing to talk about it. I'm pleased to welcome to the program Dr. Jennifer Quaid, who's a civil law professor and vice dean of research at the University of Ottawa. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Tell me, what is the Competition Bureau looking at, and what have they already done when we start talking about tickets? Well, the concept of drip pricing is not new. Um, it's just become far more prevalent, and even more so since we've all been largely confined to our homes and done a lot more of our shopping and interaction online. But uh, the practice has even existed in the old analog economy. It's, it's the idea, it, it plays on a very well understood uh, psychological feature of the human being, which is that, you know, once you've gone down a path and invested your time and resources in something and you've kind of made up your mind about wanting something, it's really hard to walk away at the last minute. And advertising uh, techniques are developed very closely in relation to human psychology. So these things have been around for a long time. But they're a lot more uh, immediate and they seem to have more impact in the digital space. So the Bureau pays attention to trends in marketing practices and pays attention to the ones that start to take up a lot of space. So as uh, your listeners may know, there are general provisions in the Competition Act that are directed at marketing practices. Uh, you know, it's a generic prohibition called, you know, that's just called misleading um, fraudulent misrepresentations. And you know, that can cover all kinds of things. But sometimes it's necessary to create a more tailored provision because a practice has become very common or because the way the practice is put together or how it plays out factually makes it a little harder to, to argue clearly under the general prohibition. And that's what this change that's now sitting in the Budget Implementation Act uh, that was just tabled last week uh, that is coming is that the Bureau has already brought cases and, and tried to deal with drip pricing, but they find it unduly uh, complicated to do so. And so they're seeking to add a specific paragraph to the general prohibition on misleading advertising to say, and drip pricing, this particular practice, they don't call it drip pricing directly, but the practice of, of advertising a price and then at the end of the day, that's not the real price because there are compulsory charges that are added in. That is, in fact, a misleading practice. And to do that would simplify their task and make it more likely that they can bring cases with success. 
Okay, well, when we start talking about food delivery apps and things like that, I mean, how are they going to react to something like this? Yeah, that is uh, actually something that I discussed <laughs> with Christine uh, Dobby about uh, when uh, when I talked to her about her article. And um, that's a case that I think actually uh, illustrates that, you know, not all problems can be solved by just adding a provision to the act. The thing about delivery apps that I think might be challenging is that uh that kind of service depends on a couple of variables that are not necessarily going to be the same for everyone. So you might say, you know, have your groceries delivered and it costs only X, but then it depends on how complex your order is and how much time it takes and the distance that you need to travel. And so it becomes more difficult to advertise a price. Now, it may very well be that the consequence of having this specific provision in the act is that you know, the practice of trying to advertise a single price or, or to use that kind of attractiveness of saying, look, delivery for only, I don't know what the right number would be, but let's, you know, 10 bucks or whatever is just not going to be possible because there'll be too much variation in the prices. And even if you let people know, well, it's subject to delivery charges and this kind of thing, it probably um, is going to be more difficult to uh, to use effectively uh, because if you have to put all those caveats in it, then the whole point of having the price is probably not going to be as interesting or as attractive from a marketing perspective. But there, you know, not all drip pricing practices are you know clear cut and easy to to analyze. And and of course that's that's why it's important that the bureau can bring cases and examine cases because you know things things that can be very different in different contexts. Uh, Jennifer, we're going to leave it there, but uh, it's a fascinating thing to think about you know, how that's going to be implemented and the protections for the consumer. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Jennifer Quaid is a civil law professor at the University of Ottawa.